Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that since most stars are millions and billions of light years away, then the universe is billions of years old. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Be careful about believing everything in science books. Science books used to say to put ice or butter on a burn, but that was wrong. But I do trust the Bible, God's Word. It's never been proven wrong. When scientists say the universe is really old because a lot of stars may be billions of light years away, they're confusing time and distance. Do you know what a light year is? Isn't it how far light goes in a year? That's right. And the distance of a light year is based on assumptions that both the speed of light and the passage of time has always been the same. Do you mean they could be different? That's a great question. Scientists have found that time passes at different rates at different altitudes and is also different for things traveling at different speeds. That and a bunch of different scientific observations have shown the Big Bang Theory, which tries to explain faraway things in the universe, is just plain wrong. Wow, Grandpa. So what are we supposed to believe? That's another great question. When we take the Bible as being true and everything it says, then we know that God created everything and put the stars in their places, like it says in the book of Jeremiah 10, verse 12. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. By starting with the Bible as being always true, some scientists are starting to figure out how things can be far away, but don't have to be all that old. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed and engineer Dr. Carl Williams, M.D., and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at SABSA. We're here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Terry, you were in the pre-show were talking about that this used to be one of your problems, one of the things you had to deal with in terms of this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, the light travel time problem was the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome in becoming what would be known as a young earth creationist and and this is even before anybody ever challenged me with this I just being an engineer and and understanding things like this I I knew this was a problem it was a challenge for me to overcome and and I still may have some questions but but what I understand now is that all of the models for an old real old universe big bang theory have their problems as well so either way you know, there's uh, legitimate questions, and I think you're going to talk about it. It's, there's better models, actually, for a young Earth than an old Earth as far as the light travel time problem. Yep, we're going to get into that. Carl, what are your thoughts on this topic? It is another stumbling block that I had as well. I think it's very important that it be addressed and also to be admitted. And I think uh, young Earth creationist scientists will admit that not all the answers have been found yet. Again, the answers that the young earth creations have put forth seem to fit better with observations of the universe than the Big Bang Theory does. So we can see that even though we don't fully understand it, 
we understand it better than the evolutionists do. Mm-hmm. Now, for instance, things that I look at are looking at this, the uh, birth and death of stars. We'll start with the death because the supernova have been long uh, studied and have been documented. There's been uh, numbers of supernova stars found, in other words, exploding stars in even distant galaxies, for instance. But there's not enough of them. The remnants of these stars tend to be fairly young. In other words, the supernova remnants, I won't go into too many details because I'm not sure I understand them all that well myself, get to a certain level and then there's no more. In other words, the supernova remnants should continue out over time if the evolutionary theory is correct. But there's none found that are beyond a few thousand years old. So where are the remnants from the previously blown up stars? Then, to replace these blowed up stars, you have to have new stars. And quite frankly, there's not been a defined or proven birth of a star. There's been a lot of suspicion, there's been a lot of nebula looked at that are assumed to be clouds that are going to be condensing into stars sometime soon, but it's never happened. We should see an equal number of births of stars as we do see of deaths of stars. Otherwise, we would have a fairly Everything starless, would be blinking out, yeah. We have a starless universe. Right on that point, what we're now talking about is how that the Big Bang cosmology does not prove everything. In fact, it has huge problems with it. One of the things they talk about is CMB uniformity. Uh, when you look at the... What's my micro- CMB? Uh, it's the microwave background radiation. When you look at that, which is supposed to be the echo of the Big Bang, there should be hot spots and, and cold spots. There should be an unevenness to it. For one thing, there should be shadows that, that are cast by galaxies and other bodies that protect different areas from all of that background radiation. Those aren't. There's an amazing uniformity to the whole thing, which is not consistent with the Big Bang model. Even worse is the winding problem. When we look at galaxies, the outside parts of of those spiral, beautiful spiral galaxies, are moving much faster than the inside parts. And if they are billions of years old, they should have not be beautiful spirals. They should have wound themselves into a real mess by now. But that's not true because they simply haven't had the time to do that. When you also look at those uh, winding pieces of, of the outside part of galaxies traveling much faster than the inner parts, the basic Newtonian physics says those things are traveling so fast they should simply fly off from the galaxies. But they don't. And they could not explain that by Newtonian physics, so they invented dark matter. They said obviously there's more matter inside that galaxy than we can see. After the break, we're going to talk about creationist answers for this and show that the creationists have better answers than dark matter and the kind of tooth fairy things that they've come up with in Big Bang cosmology. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about distant starlight. And this becomes a problem for a lot of people, but it, it doesn't need to be. There are two creationist cosmologies which really answer these things much better than the uh, current Big Bang cosmology. One came from a non-believer, from a guy named Carmelli, 
who came up with a theory of the whole universe called cosmological relativity. In this, he says there's a fifth dimension of space called space velocity. Now, when you apply this physics and this mathematics to the universe, that winding problem I talked about before the break goes away. That the galaxies actually are behaving and staying together as they should be in this new physics with this fifth dimension of of space velocity. So you no longer need to invent dark matter that we haven't seen and can't prove. It is elegant and fits things. And so you no longer need dark matter nor dark energy, which are really tooth fairies and, and ridiculous things that have been put together to prop up the Big Bang. The dark energy, incidentally, was invented because what they found out in 1998 was that the universe is actually not only expanding, but it's accelerating its expansion. And Newtonian physics said that that really shouldn't be true, that it ought to expand to a certain point, and then it should recollapse on itself. The accelerating away from everything, they said, well, there must be more energy out there than we know, so they invented dark energy, even though they don't know what it is, and they've never observed it. The interesting thing about Carmeli's theory is, with that fifth dimension of space velocity, his physics predicted that the parts of the universe would accelerate away from one another. That he predicted in 1996, it was proved by contemporary science in 1998. If you have a good scientific theory, it ought to be predictive. And that's exactly what the cosmological relativity is. When another creationist, Dr. John Hartnett, took this theory of cosmological relativity and put it in a bounded universe, that is, it's not infinite that there's actually an end of the universe somewhere, it fits well within the biblical framework for the universe. Now, people will say, well, how did that stuff get that far away if we've only been around here a few thousand years? If there was, as God said in the Bible, a rolling out of the entire universe very quickly, that faster than light rolling out of the universe would have caused time dilation. It would have caused an effect such that we only experienced a few thousand years here on Earth But the outer universe has experienced 13.8 billion years of existence, which shows very different things to us and confusing things that people question all the time. I could get into the horizon problem, which which is another problem for the Big Bang, but we really haven't time to go into that. I will tell you before I get closing comments from you guys that not only do we have uh, Carmelli's work, We have the white hole cosmology from Dr. Russell Humphreys, which is another creationist idea of how you can have only a few thousand years of existence here and yet see a very old universe out there, and it all makes sense within the biblical framework. We have answers for this, and people should not say, well, the creationist is just full of it. About 10 seconds for both of you. Any thoughts? Okay, well, in his book, Why Darwin Matters, Skeptic Magazine's Michael Shermer uses the light travel time problem to ridicule people that believe the Bible. But in the same book, Shermer assumes 
the speed of light may not be constant in arguing against the anthropic principle, was, which is an argument for God. So which is it, Michael? So he contradicted himself. <laughs> and, and, and really what you're saying is he's confused like so many other people are confused right. by this stuff, which is the whole reason we're having this show. Folks, we would like to help you start the new year right with a nine-session creation science seminar beginning Sunday, January 5 at 4 p.m. at Cibolo Valley Baptist Church. The nine sessions will occur over nine consecutive Sundays at 4 p.m. at Cibolo Valley Baptist. Check our website to see the seminar schedule of these multimedia presentations. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.